All right, welcome everyone. Uh, it's good to uh, be here and see everyone. <clears throat> um, I have some uh, praise and then uh, some prayer requests, some announcement. I'm going to mix it all in. So uh, if you want to jot down some notes here so that we can remember uh, who to pray for and, and so on. Uh, but right bef before that, let, let's welcome some, some, some people because I do see some new faces. And so, Brett, this is, is this your first time with us? Last Tuesday, but this is the first time in FY. Okay, all right, Brett is with us uh, tonight. All right, uh, Marcus and Yanera, they are not like new, but they're new. I mean, you know, thanks for being here. So they're here tonight. Okay, you can clap for that, yeah. <laughs> all right, Madison is first time with us. She's from uh, London. I know Madison since she was like, three, four years old, you know, and now, man, she's grown up 17, 17 years old, 18. You just turned 18 this, yeah, May. Okay, wow, okay. Can't believe she was like this tiny and uh, time, time flies. Okay, and then uh, uh, last but not least, uh, Riz. Riz is right there, okay. All right. Hey, so make sure after uh, our service, man, go, go say hi. Oh, yes, um, Chloe, yeah, 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 Chloe, thank you, thank you, I miss Chloe. Okay, so Chloe uh, made a profession of faith uh, recently, like a, a month ago, right, a month ago, uh, but unfortunately, uh, she has to go back to China uh, next February, you know, and then, but she has to visit some, some family members before that, uh, but then next year, there's a possibility of her coming back because she wants to do a PhD. Uh, so, uh, man, we hope you can come back and, and join us again. Uh, but man, for, for those who uh, attend regularly, let's make sure if you see new faces, just like in big church, man, make sure you, you know, make everyone feel welcome, introduce yourself, say hello, because you know, we don't get to see them uh, all the time and so on, and, and ask them to come back, right? Okay, so uh, Connor is not here. Uh, but, but you know, Connor got engaged, right? So, so um, yeah, just continue to celebrate with her. She is over the moon and, uh, you know, uh, I think what a good pair, right? What a good pair. Okay, um, uh, one announcement. This Saturday, uh, there is a group of us that is going to Iola, uh, Pastor Tony Godfrey's uh, church. Uh, man, if you haven't heard him preach, that guy preached with fire. I mean, every time. He's just fired up as he preached, and I've been blessed by him in so many ways. And so a group of guys uh, from our ministry and really from Kaya as well are going uh, to Iola, which is two hours away, uh, to help put insulation in his church. The, the church uh, body just moved to a new building, but it's kind of like not done, and it's just like two by fours and no insulation. And so, man, uh, what a blessing it is for us to be able to partake you know, in kind of helping them in a very physical way. And so if you can come, we already have like 10, 11 people that, uh, that, that signed up. Uh, but the more the merrier. Uh, there is like, uh, like, like I know uh, Ali and Sudi wants to come. Uh, well, Ali wants to come, but there's no other ghost wants to come. So if there are other ghosts want to come, there's a, there's a chance that she will come also, all right? So, but if not, no worries, okay? The details is uh, we are leaving at seven in the morning. From my house okay so you have to wake up like 
like really early and then get to my place. And then we're going to take a two hour drive to Iola. And then we're going to do the work, have lunch over there. Tony's providing lunch. And then we're returning at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. is a two hour drive. So that will be six o'clock uh, when we get back to Kansas City. So if you want to go, just, just text me and then I'll, I'll give you my, my address and I'll send out something to those who already signed up in terms of address. Uh, so, so that's the announcement. Prayer requests. Okay, we got a few. If you want to note them down, uh, please, please do so. Uh, so. So Linda, our, our sister from Kenya, is flying to Kenya, uh, you know, to be with her family, but also with, you know, to hang out with Jeanette, her twin sister. As many of you know, um, they have been, you know, Jeanette has been um, trusting the Lord to see a living faith church in Kenya. And she started a small Bible study with her family members, and they're doing that regularly. And so Linda joins that group every week, you know. So just to do that in person, that means a lot. Uh, so pray that they have a fruitful time and that uh, more family members and friends uh, would join that Bible study uh, and then pray for safe flight and then the whole COVID thing that is kind of, you know, uh, sometimes um, difficult, you know, whether they wanna, want her to quarantine or not. I don't know what the process is. Okay, we, we do have uh, some people uh, lost, loved one, and uh, I'm just gonna mention them. Uh, and then I'm gonna have us have a season of prayer, you know, because this is so hard to communicate uh, and really, we, we just, we really need to pray, right? And ask God who is the comforter, right? Who can, who can comfort hearts. And so I'm going to mention, a, a, you know, so um, some, some people who lost loved one recently. So Mela's grandma uh, passed away uh, two days ago. Uh, and um, so pray for Mela and her family and uh, pray that, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, prayer requests, by the way, is like that I talk to them, like I talk to Mela earlier is like they they want to see um, all their family members get saved you know that is kind of the, the the common requests i get more than like anything else right is that they want to see their family get saved and so i, I pray for mela's family that they get saved mela grandma you know made a profession of faith several weeks uh before her 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 passing away so uh, praise god for that uh, Yumi, Yumi, some, most of you know Yumi from Vietnam, her grandma uh, passed away um, as well. She, you know, doesn't know the Lord. And so Yumi is devastated, you know, with, with that. I, she shared some, but not, not whole. And uh, so she is sad, but God is comforting her. So pray for Yumi's family. She's going to be traveling to the middle of Vietnam uh, this week, uh, subject to that they allow them her back to, to Saigon because uh, Saigon is having restriction for um, like uh, people coming back into Saigon without quarantine. So uh, pray for Yumi and, and her, her family. Uh, Jisoo, Jisoo is online uh, with us and uh, pray that uh, uh, Jisoo lost her uncle in Korea, you know, and was just talking to Jisoo earlier and how there's a lot of dysfunction in the family, you know, and um, yeah, so just, you know, so she has a burden for her family. So like everyone else, uh, pray for uh, her uncle's um, children and, and wife that they know the Lord. You know, that's, again, the biggest prayer. 
And then fi finally, um, um, uh, for, Larry's, uh, for Larry and, and his family, you know, Larry lost his cousin not too long ago. We've we known, known that, but just, man, please continue to lift uh, Larry up. You know, Larry lost his brother not too long ago, and that was already hard, and then a, a cousin. And so, uh, yeah, pray for comfort. But, but at the same time, I, I always tell Larry th this, you know, that pray for boldness too. As, as God comforts him, that he can be a comforter to his family. And, 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 you know, it's the same for the rest, that these people will be an anchor because they, they receive something that's beyond them. You know, because how do you grieve that? You can't. It's like, it's with you, you know. But God has that supernatural ability to give comfort and to give peace beyond all understanding. And that power, you know, can be then... Um, you know, given, you know, that comfort can be given to the rest of the family. So pray for that. And, uh, and then so um, also pray for Nathan's dad, you know, uh, Nathan's dad is not well. And uh, so pray that he, he gets better. Okay. So those are the prayer requests. Uh, we're going to jump into Nehemiah chapter four, Nehemiah chapter four. I'm, I'm hoping to uh, be able to finish Nehemiah chapter four. So if you have your Bible, turn to Nehemiah chapter four. If we can't finish, then we'll continue, but hope to finish Nehemiah chapter 4 tonight. Um, I'm going to pray again and then uh, jump into, into it. Father, we, uh, Lord, we want to uh, come to you and Acknowledge uh, who you are. You are um, creator God, and you are also our Father in heaven. Uh, Lord, I just thank you that um, you've given us this privilege to be able to connect with you in such an intimate way, and, and that I have access to you 24-7 by faith. I can be as close to you as, as, as if I'm, I'm next to you by faith, and because you put your, um, your spirit in me and in all of us who call you Lord and Savior. And so, God, we just want to acknowledge your presence and knowing that <clears throat> you're the one who, who teaches, you're the one who inspires, you are the one who convicts. And so, Lord, I pray that your word would go forth powerfully and mightily and clearly. And, and Lord, that you would bring understanding to what is in Nehemiah chapter 4 and just remove uh, me from the equation other than a vessel that can be used uh, because you have counted me worthy to be a minister. And so, God, I, I thank you for the privilege. And I ask, Lord, that um, uh, you would show forth strongly tonight and that you will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. So, so uh, it's been three weeks since we, we met because of Thanksgiving. But the last time we went over the gates and the walls, right? Uh, Nehemiah chapter 3 talks about the gates and the wall. And before that, we, we know that Nehemiah took this uh, night trip, right? And that night trip in, in Jerusalem, right, was, was where he kind of saw the, the, the problems in Jerusalem for the first time with his own eyes. And then when we deciphered that, we saw that how God revealed to him like the root problems, the root problems. And because now he understands the root problem, he can then address the problem really well to the remnant in Israel. 
And then the people got inspired and said, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. You know, and, and, and God used Nehemiah mightily to inspire the people. And Nehemiah said, hey, you know, the, the Lord's hand is with, with us, with me. And he showed that testimony, like, like the song that we, we sang, you know. Nehemiah prayed. He's a man of prayer. He prayed and waited on the Lord. And the Lord answered mightily and gave him favor and the resources and the people in order to do the work that Nehemiah was trusting the Lord to do. And he did it, right? He did it. I mean, he was leading it. He was leading this group of people. We call them remnants. Remnants uh, of the children of Israel in, in Jerusalem. And, and they started to build these walls and gates. And then when we go through them, you can go to that slide, right? Uh, we see that each of those gates has a meaning. And then we also see that the, the sequence in which they built the gates and the wall had meaning to it you know how cool it is right and it's another evident right to me that this book is alive this is not a man-made book right i mean who 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 has time to kind of put all these things together where wow the names of the people that were building the wall and the gates man they all meant something and all ties in to the framework right in terms of how we rule our spirit and that was the key that unlocked Nehemiah chapter 3 because like, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs 25 verse 28, right? He that have no rule over his own spirit, right? Referring to their emotion, to their state of mind, right? Is someone as if like a city without a wall. And so that was the state of, of the children of Israel, right? They, they were in affliction, they were in misery, but that applies to you and me. Because we can be in a state of misery and affliction. And sometimes being even a believer, you can have that, right? And those, that framework, we saw, oh my goodness, even God, you know, like commissioning us to go and to fish, right? Has like, a, the, I, I mentioned this, the byproduct of that is that we have perspective that our problems become smaller because the problems that God sees is so much more bigger, right? And it's eternal, that's how God sees things. Like we, we see temporal problems, even death, right? Because God sees that, man, I mean, God, for, for God, man, he's eternal, but, but we can either spend eternity with God or not with God. And so God sees things from an eternal perspective. And so we saw that uh, in Nehemiah chapter 3, and, and then this framework essentially was communicated, and they were doing the work, and the walls were being built. Okay, so guess what happens next? problems right uh, now there is a warfare right so 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 okay if you are uh, if you've ever been in uh, uh, Greg Axe uh, church history class okay he, he, he used this illustration he, he says that um, you know the Bible you know or life you know is like a chess match between God and Satan a chess match between God and Satan and how you know, you know, you know, God makes one move, you know, or, or Satan makes one move and then God will counter it. Satan makes another move and God will counter it. And, you know, again, and the whole history is that. If you look at the whole Bible, you see that. And particularly from chapter four to chapter six, you will see this back and forth. This back and forth. Right, this battle that goes on, and, and, and the, 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 the story is real, and the story is also a physical one. 
It's a physical story, okay? So for us here tonight, man, the way that we need to kind of uh, tune our mind is that our warfare is what? It's a spiritual one. It's a spiritual one, right? So while, while we're going to learn, you know, and, and see and hear these battles that's going on, how we're going to apply this into our life is that, man, we have a spiritual warfare. Right, and so Second um, Corinthians chapter ten, verse three to five. I, you know, I, I see this as a really good framework, right? In terms of like, man, the warfare that we we are dealing with is a spiritual one, and so many times we fight the wrong battle. We we think we think our, the battle is through hard work, through willpower, right? And it's not. And it's not. So First Second Corinthians 10 verse 3 says that for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So the battle is not a physical one. Therefore, the weapons right, or the solution is not a physical solution. Okay. And, and so, so what is this pulling down of strongholds? What are strongholds? Well, it, it says that in verse 5. In verse 5, because there's a semicolon at the end of strongholds. It says it's, it's, it's two things. It's imaginations. And then it is every high thing. Okay, it's imagination. And then it's every high thing. And you can put in imagination under the banner of internal thoughts. Right? internal thoughts that you have in our mind. You have internal thoughts, right? You, you think of us, you know. And then, and then you can say every high thing, every external thoughts, right? So, so you know every thought you have is not necessarily true, right? And, and, so, and so there's a spiritual realm that affects the mind. And so when you read this, you see that, that the battlefield in the New Testament right? It's right here. The battle is in the mind. And so, so the, the, the weapons that Paul is describing here is a spiritual one. It's, a, it's true, you know, you know, it's true God, right? And it's casting down this imagination, right? It's bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, okay? So I want that framework to be kind of the key to unlock chapter four, five, and six, the, the battle that we face is a spiritual one, and that battlefield is in the mind, okay? Okay, so, so um, and then what I want you to see as well, kind of the overview in chapter three, uh, chapter four rather, is that this battle, as we read the story, this battle intensifies as the people continue to do the work of God, you see? And so, so man, uh, uh, the work of God is worth doing. And victory is already there, but victory is also available to those who trust God today. So, so, so no matter what you do, God already has the victory. Do you know that? I mean, God already has the victory. But would you, part, would you be part of that victory story? That's the question. Will, will I be part of that victory story? That, right, is, is going to be our story. Okay, so let, let's read verse 1 to 3, okay? This is right after we've we, we, we seen all the walls, framework, right, being built. It's not finished yet, 
right? But the framework is set up. It's not finished yet, but the framework is set up and the people know what to do. Just like, hey, you, you heard a sermon and then you know what to do. Now it's doing it, right? That becomes the hardest bit, isn't it? Okay, so as soon as you're like, oh my goodness, man, I heard a great sermon and man, I, I just finished discipleship. Oh, oh, oh man, I just came from Bible study. I'm ready to do it. Monday comes and you're like, the text up starts to come. Okay, so this is what's, what's happening here in chapter four, okay? But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we built the wall, he was wroth, okay, he was angry, and took great indignation, another word for angry, okay, and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, uh, what do these feeble Jews, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Okay, so this is from Sanballat. And then now another guy comes in. And now Tobiah, the Ammonite, was by him. And he said, by the way, Tobias, good job tonight. Okay, this Tobias is bad, but that Tobias is great. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, he definitely lived up to uh, the, 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 the reputation. Man, that was good food. Uh, I was very impressed, you know, good stuff. Okay, this Tobias, though, is not good, okay? Now, the, the Tobias, the Ammonite, which was by him, he, and he said, even that which they built, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone walls, okay? So when we see this, they are, they're, they're basically ridiculing, uh, the, 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 the Jews, the remnant Jews, okay? They're saying, man, you're weak Jews. You're weak Jews. Would they even strengthen themselves, right? Would they fortify themselves? Would they sacrifice? Would they worship God, okay? And, and then would they make an end in a day? Would they even accomplish anything? And then Tobias says that, that if a fox go up, right, it will even break down. The stuff that you build will never last, right? And, and so when you, when, you, when you think about it, even in, in that time, right? The, they were in what? They were in uh, affliction and reproach. And so a lot of these stuff has a measure of truth to it. You know what I'm saying? And so, okay, now, but, but I want to I wanna apply this to, to kind of our life, right? So, so how many times, like, like, if we think about it, that, man, we want to trust God for a change in our life that we know, man, God is worthy. We hear something. But then in, in you know, kind of things start to come into our mind, right? When we do stuff and, and there is that accuser and that there's this slandering and say, well, you're not going to be good enough. You're not going to really change. I know you. I know you. You're weak, right? You're not going to change. You're nobody. I mean, you tried that before. How many times have you done that anyway? Right? And this accusation of like, you can't do it. You're too weak. You're too all of this. Does that, does that resonate? Right? And, and, and you know what? That has a measure of truth. The, the, the best lies has a measure of truth. And so the same way we see, right, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die right? There is some truth to that. I mean, she, she, you know, she, she died later on, but then she eventually died, 
right? So, and then and then she, and then uh, it says, "For God does know that in a day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as God." See, there's truth to that. The best best accusation, right, is just is is filled with a measure of truth, and so so know that the attack, right, in our life always have a measure of truth. But you know what? But we're not relying on ourselves to change, are we? And that, that is the truth, right? And so, so, you know, Satan always has a way to pick on us and saying, you can't, you can't, you can't, and you can't, you can't, you can't. And you know what we should, we should say? Like when you hear those voices in your mind, in your heart, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But God, right? But God, man, but God, because God can do that change that I cannot do, right? God can, can, can help me be the person that, man, I can't be. God can help me to love someone like I can. God can help me to forgive someone that I can't forgive, but God, yeah, you're right. Whatever this voice is, whether it's internal thoughts or whether they're external thoughts, whether it's from someone else or, or your mom or your friends or your dad or whoever who's ever said that you're never good enough, right? But God, but God, you know? And so, so you know, key point one, expect the enemy to always start by attacking your self-worth, which is attached to your identity, right? To remind you of your old identity. Okay? And God's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Oh, the old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And, and this is a process. Yeah, I know you're not there yet, but this is why you need to renew your mind daily. God wants to renew us daily, right? You're saved, but you, we still need to be renewed and be conformed to be more like Christ every day. Okay? So, so now we, we go into verse 4 to, four, 4 to 6, and this is the response that, that Nehemiah and it says, um, Hear, O our God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey in the land of captivity, and cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So built we... Um, the wall and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof for the people had a mind to work and, and, and so see Nehemiah's first response was to what go to God in prayer and and so this is this is so key our, our first resort not last resort should be prayer to God and, and you see this pattern in, in Nehemiah and, and I know this is kind of like oh yeah sure but do you do that but do I do that, right? Do we do that? Is that our first response? Because I can tell you, you know, there are times when it's not my first response, right? And I, I can bet you that some, there are times in your life that it's not your first response. Our first response is trying to solve the problem ourselves, right? And, and take matters into our own hands ourselves, right? And not go to God. And you see, man, Nehemiah, like he goes to God first. Okay, now his prayer is kind of more Old Testament prayer, right? So, so but, but you see that in Psalms where, man, the, the hurt and the, the, 
the attack was so vicious. They are just praying, you know, against their enemy in that, in, in that, like God, blot, do not blot their sin, do not forgive them, give judgment now. But but in the New Testament, uh, you know, Jesus said, "Hey, love your enemies, pray for your enemies." And so so we don't pray the same prayer like Nehemiah does because when the New Testament, uh, because Paul says, "Man, you gotta leave space for for you know God's wrath." Because vengeance is not yours and mine to give. You don't have to get even. You know, right? God, God's asking us uh, to pray for our enemies. Okay? So the application here is for us to pray for enemies. Matthew 5.43 says, You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Okay? Um, okay, so this is before. But I say unto you, love your enemy. Bless them that curse you, do good them, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despisefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the uh, on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? So Jesus is holding us to a higher standard, right? Man, if you love someone who loves you, I mean, doesn't everyone do that kind of, you know? <laughs> but man, God's like, man, love your enemies. And that's why when Jesus was on the cross, right? You, you know what he said, right? Forgive them for they know not what they do. That's why he could do that. And so, so, so we pray for enemies, uh, we know that um, when, when our enemies suffer, right, if someone is persecuting you and so forth, and if they, f- if they fall, uh, the Bible says, uh, make sure your heart is not glad. Right? So not only that, let, let's say justice is served, make sure your heart is not glad because Proverbs 24-7 says, Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Um, lest the Lord see it and it displease him and he turn away his wrath from him. Okay, so man, we don't wish anyone unwell. Uh, you know, if we really, really um, think about it, I mean, who, who would ever wish someone to go to a lake of fire that's eternal? I mean, I would never, man, would want to wish that for anyone. Uh, okay, so, so I, I mentioned this already. Seek comfort that God will repay and Okay, so, so our prayer would be very different uh, from Nehemiah. But verse 6 is something that we can apply in our life, that, which is they continue to build the wall. They continue to build the wall, right? And the, the, the wall was joined together unto the half because the people had a mind to work. And so, so, so yeah, they, were, they were ridiculed, but they prayed, right? And they continued the work uh, that God has called them to do. Okay, so through prayer, they, they, they were able to overcome that and through working, uh, continue to work. Uh, they, they, you know, they see the wall continue to be built up and, you know, the enemy couldn't hinder them at that time. And, and so now we see, um, we see now the enemy escalating, okay, their warfare. So verse 7 and 8, verse 7 and 8, it says, but it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up, 
and that the breaches begin to be stopped, that they were very wrong. And so they were wroth before, they were angry before, they have great indignation. Now they are very, very angry. Okay, so again, gives you some insight into that spiritual world, that they are some spiritual beings, right? We call them, you know, devils or demons that really hate when, when, when you are right with God. When, when you have rule over your own spirit because the God's spirit is ruling you and they become very angry. And in this case, uh, they, they conspire, right? Verse 8 says, and conspired all of them. Notice that they, they continue to gather more reinforcement. See, like, like the, the devil's like, man, you know, send more, send more demons over there, right? Uh, we see we see this like this more reinforcement, and this time they have uh, the Ashdodites uh, join them. At first it was just Sanballat and Tobiah, and then the Arabians, and then and then now the Ashdodites join them again, and they all conspired. Okay, so so the enemy escalate by conspiring and with more anger. But but how how did Nehemiah react again? Verse nine says, nevertheless we made our prayer unto God. Man, isn't it that you see a pattern here, right? I mean, we made our prayer uh, unto our God. And the second thing they did was that uh, they, they set a watch. <laughs> this is so horrible. This is not going to be every Thursday for us. <laughs> okay, I don't know who that is, but <laughs> that that is horrible. I, I Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Verse nine. Okay. Come, come back to me. Don't, don't, don't go. Uh, nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. And so key point number two, prayer and obedience are always the key to overcoming spiritual warfare. Okay. This is, this is the key. Prayer and obedience are always the key to overcoming spiritual warfare. And, and, and man, they, you know, they prayed and then they obeyed God. And that obedience there is vigilance. They increased their vigilance and set a watch against them. Okay? Um, you know, from time to time, just practically speaking, you know, there would be people coming into our church and, 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 and you know, the pastors and the Bible study leaders will always have a sight to watch out, right? And to call out things, uh, man, watch out, right? Watch out, you know, again, keep an eye because they are always going to be wolf, right? Among uh, the sheep. And so that's another practical thing that we can take away from. Okay, so verse 10, verse 10 to 12, verse 10 to 12. Okay, this is another opposition now. Okay, so those, those first two opposition uh, didn't, didn't, wasn't successful, right? They ridiculed them. And for us, that was, our, you know, ridiculing the personhood of us, saying you're weak and all that. The second, they conspired, but they continue to pray. But now, this third opposition, okay, is from within. It's from within, okay? Uh, let's, let's read this. And Judah said, okay, the strength of the bearers of burden is decayed and there is much rubbish. Remember, the city was full of rubbish. Okay, 
and ruins and so on, so that we are not able to build the wall. Okay, so that's one part. There's, there's you know, Judah is saying, oh, man, the, the work is overwhelming. It's a lot of work, a lot of things to, you know, and for us, it's like, man, there's a lot to overcome in my life, right? And sometimes they say, ah, oh, I just want to give up, man. I just, you know, in some cases, I want to die, right? People would think that, right? And these are real, real thoughts that people have, and that's why suicide is a real thing. And so Judah's like, man, it's so much, it's too much, there's so much rubbish, there's so much to overcome, right? And then combined with that, the adversary said, and our adversary said, they shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease. Okay, so this is threats now, okay, threats of violence, okay. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them, okay, so these are Jewish people that dwells by these people, the adversaries, uh, uh, they said unto us ten times, from all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you. Okay? So, so the people, the Jewish people are the one who is propagating all this like, fear now. Right? So, so the enemy is like saying, yeah, man, we will get you. We won't know when we're going to come. And then one of us right, will come in like, oh, guys, man, do you know? Oh, my goodness. Oh, they're going to come. Oh, they're going to come. We're going to die. You seen movies like that before? <laughs> like uh, the alien, the alien two. I like, I like the. I don't know what. It, have you guys watched Alien two before? <laughs> Such a classic. I mean, I highly recommend it. But it, they're, they're supposed to leave that that whatever that is, right? And then the, the ship. They decided finally to leave that place and bomb the whole place. And the ship come, and then the alien got into that ship. And then before they could get everyone to safety, the whole ship crashed. <laughs> and, and do you know what the saying was from the guy, from one of the soldiers? Game over, man. <laughs> Game over, man. We're dead. We're dead. And, uh, and uh, the, the captain has to like slap that guy. Right, because man, first of all, I mean, there's already aliens all over the place, and then if you have something from within discouraging you, oh my goodness, how do you go about that? Uh, I'm glad this is funny, uh, but when, man, when it happens, it's not funny, right? So when when you have people within, like they're complaining, man, it's too hard to work. Why are we out here? Why are we in Vietnam, man? This, you know, for second place. And, 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 and then, and then, uh, and then there are people here, right, that are making threats, that are making threats to you physically, right? And you're like, man, and, and so you know what happened? The work stopped. You see, the, 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 the enemy, man, they couldn't get from without, but man, if they can get someone from within to feel discouraged, to get overwhelmed, man, and then to get someone to panic, right? And, oh, 10 times, oh my gosh, you know, this is, uh, this is crazy, we're going to die, you know? And so that happens, and so they, 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 we know they stopped their work because verse 15, it was only after, you know, verse 13 and 14, they came back to work. That's how we know they stopped the work. They stopped the work, okay? So, so this is internal and external opposition coming 
at the same time. And, and you know what uh, uh, Nehemiah did? You know, Nehemiah is a leader. He's a man with vision, but he's also a man of wisdom. He's also a man of wisdom. And so verse 13 and 14, let's, let's read that. Therefore, this is set I, which is Nehemiah, in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places, I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. And, uh, and it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to not that we return all of us to the wall, everyone unto his work. Okay, so, so here what we see Nehemiah did was he responded with, with wisdom. He responded with wisdom. What, what, did, he do? what did he do? He, he basically mitigated the fear of the people by mobilizing the people into, you know, to defend key areas, okay, to defend key areas. And then secondly, he also grouped people by family, right? I even set the people after their families with their sword, their spears, and their bows. And so, so man, it's, it's so smart that, that Nehemiah did that, right? Because families are worried about family members. You know, you can't get, you know, you know the, the, the man in the house, but if you get his wife, wow. You get his children, oh my, right? And so, so, so Nehemiah, like, grouped them together so those additional stress are not there. And so set them by families and then arm them. Wisdom, right? Wisdom. And then, and then uh, we also see that they, they, he continued to arm people, right, with um, swords, spears, and bows. Um, and then here's the inspirational part that, that uh, Nehemiah said to them. Uh, he said to them, be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your house. And so... This, this, this concept of fear not is, is all over the Bible. Because this is the weapon of choice after the ridiculing doesn't work. Right? If, if we get through the ridiculing, we get through like all oh, conspiring against you. Okay, so now we want to make sure there's fear in your life. Because fear has a way to paralyze your faith. Your faith. Right? Fear has a way to paralyze your love. And, and so, so, man, God, through Nehemiah, man, tell them, be not, ye not afraid, because remember the Lord. He's the one who is going to fight the battle. Remember that? We forget that in the midst of the battle. And, and like, why is this so difficult? You know, why can't I solve it? Yeah, you, remember, you can't solve it, <laughs> right? God is the one who is great and terrible. So key point number three, we constantly need to ask wisdom from God to navigate the challenges, the trials and problems in our life. Okay? We constantly need to ask wisdom from God to navigate the challenges, trials and problems in our life. God says, if you like wisdom, ask. Right? How many times we don't ask? 
right? My goodness, when that access is there, man, ask, we need wisdom like Nehemiah, right? How do we mitigate the risks, right? And, and we, are, we are in, you know, corona pandemic, uh, uh, you know, season, if you will, you know, a lot of the decisions uh, are made is to mitigate the fear. Same thing in Nehemiah, mitigate the fear, right? By mobilizing people to, to do what? In March, we, would, we did the Zoom thing, remember? We didn't, we didn't even meet because we, we know that the, there was such a heightened level of fear and we don't know about this. And so, man, the wisdom there was like, hey, let's just meet in Zoom, right? As we got a better handle, then we started recommending people, right, that, that are healthy to come back and those that are, you know, have immunocompromised or older, man, they please have liberty to stay at home. That's some wisdom. That's wisdom, okay? All the while, while we continue to preach the word, right? On Tuesday night, on Thursday night, on Sunday morning, and so on, right? Because we know souls are at stake during the pandemic, right? The wall needs to be built. Okay, so verse 15, we see that the enemy's counsel was brought to naught, okay? So they, they hear what happened, like, wow, now they are, they are armed, they are ready, and we know like there's no point in attacking. So their counsel was brought to naught, and then they went back to work. They went back to work in verse 15. Okay, so let's, let's, let's look at verse 16 to 18. Okay, so between verse 16 to the end of this chapter is their, their strategy to continue to be vigilant. Okay, so that's the overview. Verse 16 to 23 is their strategy to continue to be vigilant. So verse 16 and 18, it says, And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held both the spears, the shield, and the bows, and the harbigans. Harbigans are like, like armored shield, like armored, uh, like those, uh, what do you call it, chain links, you know, armored. Um, and then, and the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. Verse 17, they which built it on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every one uh, of his hands brought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon, held a weapon. Okay. So, so now people are beginning to adapt to a new norm. Sounds familiar, <laughs> right? Sounds familiar? We are adapting to a new norm. Look, all the masks and all the hand sanitizer and all the social distance. Uh, okay, maybe not the social distance. Yeah. Okay, but, but all it's a new norm. There's a new norm, right? And so these people begin to adapt a new norm. Half of them will work the construction and the other half will focus mainly on defending potential threats. Okay? And then verse 18 says, everyone carries a weapon. Okay, so key point number four, every member needs to be a minister, right? Because we see every person here held a weapon, right? Uh, and, and particularly, um, you know, or it didn't say, but later on it says uh, a sword. Uh, 18, 18 says that uh, for the builders, everyone had his sword. Okay, so the weapon here for us, when we look at the armor of God, what is our weapon? The Bible, right? The Bible. And, it, and that's not just the physical Bible. It's the, the Bible alive in us. 
right? So in my everyone get armed, right? Everyone walk in the spirit. Everyone, you know, get with God. Everyone praise. Everyone become a minister. If you will, man, they increase their vigilance. They increase their vigilance. So I mentioned key point number four, every member needs to be a minister and be flexible in order for the mission to be accomplished, right? They need to be flexible. So half of them were doing construction, half of them was, was, was uh, doing defending. And so, man, they were flexible and I'm sure there will be shifts as well, right? So, so we need to be flexible. Just as, again, during the pandemic, you know, man, we don't have a one size fit all. There's always gonna be exceptions. There's always gonna be special needs. It's not gonna make everyone happy. And so the same way, man, we ask people to be flexible, right, to be flexible. Verse 19 to 20, and I said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, the work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall, one far from another. In, in what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. Okay, so the work is very great. The work is great and large. Okay, so what's the point here? We need to work together. You know, we need to work together. I'm, I, I'm not enough. Two of us is not enough. We need to all work together in order for, for this to, to come to fruition. Right? The work is large and great. Okay? And so we need to work together. Okay? But the other thing is we, uh, we are also separated to do different things. We're also separated to dif do different things because it says we are separated upon the wall one far from another, okay? So, 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 you know, as a church, man, sometimes you can be doing this thing, you can be doing this ministry, you can be doing that ministry, you can be doing, we're separated, right? And, 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 and other ways as well. But what, what Nehemiah says, in what place therefore ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us, Okay? So we need to have a way in which to sound the trumpet. And what I mean by that, man, if you, right, if we have a problem, man, sound the trumpet, right? Don't, don't just not do anything, you know? So Nehemiah relies on someone to say, whoa, we got problem here. Sound the trumpet. The rest of the groups from doing different things will come about and help that work there. Does that make sense? Right? So, so, man, if you are struggling, right? if you are man, going through it, man, if you lost a family member and, and you're like, man, it's so hard to cope. I know you guys are praying, but, man, I'm still, like, grieving so hard. And, man, sound the trumpet. Tell your Bible study leader. Tell your pastor, right? Tell, please tell me. I, I, I want to know, and I want to walk by your side, and I want to pray with you, and I want to grieve with you. I want to share that burden with you. And I, I, I bet you the people here wants to do that too. But sometimes, man, we, we don't, either we don't know or we don't know the gravity of what you're, what you're feeling. You know what I'm saying? We just don't know the gravity of what, what you're going through and we need to know that, you know? And for those who are going through it, we need to humble ourselves to share that because it, it, it requires humility to share a problem that we're facing and it's real and I don't want to hide it anymore. 
I want to share it so then I can get the right help from other people. Okay, can we do that? Okay, so, so key point number five is spiritual warfare is so great and large that we must work together and be able to ask for help when in difficulty. Okay, key point number five, spiritual warfare is so great and large that we must work together and be able to ask for help when in difficulty. Uh, God help us to, to do that. Okay, finally, uh, verse 21 to 23, 21 to 23. So we labored in the work. And half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Wow, that's a long time uh, from morning to stars. Verse 22, likewise at the same time, said I unto the people, let everyone with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us uh, and labor on the day. Verse 23, so neither I nor my brethren nor my servants nor the men of the God which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that everyone put them off for washing. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> okay, so, you know, so let's, let's break this down a bit and then have a key point and then we'll pray and be dismissed. Okay, so they labored from morning to start so man work all day. Okay, why, why, why are they doing that? Because the battle is intense. Okay. Everyone, right, you know, is, is asked to be inconvenient, right, by staying in Jerusalem so that they are available day and night. And, hey, can you not go home and stay in the church because someone is going to perhaps ambush it? Can you do that? Right? Like asking everyone to do that now in Jerusalem. And that's a lot of inconvenience, right? A lot of inconvenience. And then, and then finally, right, there was, there was so little time for self. There was so little time for self, right, that they didn't even really have much time other than to take off their clothes for washing. You see that picture there? <laughs> there wasn't so much time for hobbies, for Netflix, for Hulu, for anything else, right, other than, man, to take off their clothes for washing. That's the only time they do that. Okay, so, so when you look at that, you're like, man, that is extreme. I mean, work, like, man, they, they, they labored from morning to, to the stars appear. They, they're asked to inconvenience themselves by staying in Jerusalem rather than lodging back home, right? And then, and then asking so much of them, you know, just, just enough time to wash their clothes, Okay. So what was this picture of? What is this picture about? And we, when we come back to the spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare is a 24-7 thing, right? It's, it's not just a one-time deal. It's a 24-7 thing. And there are seasons, there are seasons when you are trusting the Lord and you have moved, like, moved forward in your spiritual world, right? You, you have finished D1 and you really grasp the concept of like being a disciple of Jesus Christ. By the way, finishing D1 doesn't mean much, right? If you don't grasp, right, and apply and have virtue in what you're learning. And, and, and when someone does, like those 10 gates that we saw, like they can see the, the, the start to the finish to the Mifkat gate, meaning they have, a, they have a end goal. They have an end game goal. It's like the end game 
is going to be the judgment seat of Christ. So I'm running. Right? When you have that framework and you're like, I want to apply this in my life. Well, get ready. Because there will be intensity in that spiritual warfare. Right? Because Satan's like, now we have to pay more attention with you. Right? Because, man, Satan doesn't want you to have all the rewards. Neither does he want other people to get saved. Right? The last thing that Satan wants to do is someone who lives for Christ. I say live for Christ, not know Christ. Right? And, and, and you know, everywhere I go, it's the same thing. Right? In, in London, I, I spoke to some preachers and so on. In Vietnam, I spoke to some preacher and so on. He said, what, what, what do we really need? And, and, you know, the answer is the same. We need someone who live for Christ, right? Who, if you will, like, like that, like you see their life is about Christ. And then when people see that, like, wow, that is, that, wow, the works, the fruits that that person has because the walls are being built and so on, they're like, there is a God and I want that. I want what you have, right? I want a role model. I want an example. I want an example. I'm so glad at Midtown we have that. We have good role models in Midtown that, that we can follow and say, wow, that's someone, man, I, I, I want to trust God to have that level of faith. Not to be like that person, but to have faith like that person. And so last point here, um, at, you know, key point six, at times spiritual warfare and ministry are going to be so difficult and intense that it, that it requires us to be extra diligent, uh, inconvenient, uh, and, and sacrificial, right? And sacrificial. There will be times like that. And this is just that season that the threats were real. And so, man, they are not playing. And so they, they were on guard. And they, they, they did everything they needed to do. They trust God, but they trust God, but then that faith produces action. That faith produces action. So let's pray, and then we'll break up into our uh, groups, uh, pray for one another, pray over something that maybe God showed you tonight. Okay, if there's something that, man, I got to, I got to trust God, um, you know, to be more vigilant in my life. I got to trust God that, uh, man, I, I don't want to let myself overcome myself right? The ridiculing part, right? I'm not good enough. I'm weak. I'm this, you know, and maybe you're the one who's like, man, I'm struggling right now. And I just, I just need to sound the trumpet guys. I just, I just need to come clean and, and, and stop pretending like I'm, 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 I'm good, but because I'm not good, you know what I'm saying? So let's pray, break out in the groups. I pray that that time will be edifying as well. Uh, Father, we, we thank you so much uh, for your word. It's just so rich and it's filled with, with knowledge and wisdom that, that I haven't even come close to, um, you know, just, just extracting that what is in your word. But God, the ones that you gave us, would you help us uh, to remember them, uh, to remember uh, that the warfare is real, uh, but the, the rejoicing and the glory is just as real. And so, God, uh, because of what you've done on the cross for us, Lord, how uh, ungrateful we are if, you know, if we don't live a life that is worthy of you. 
uh, you've given us all. And so, God, I, I, I pray, uh, please help us to, to, um, to apply these things that, that we see in Nehemiah chapter 4, that the warfare is real and, and we need to be on guard. We need to be prayerful. We need to keep doing the work that you have called us to do and that we must work together and we need to help one another. And Lord, there will be times where we need to sacrifice more than what we're willing, but at the same time, remember that you sacrifice all for us. And so God, I pray just, just for anyone that is uh, going through it right now, I pray that you use the small group to uh, be of comfort and that, and that above everything that you would comfort us. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.